Welcome to the culture of safety. Welcome back, all my safety engineers. <laughs> you mean safety professionals? Uh huh. Sure. Anyway, today's topic is about um, how we're going to hire our new employees. We're going to talk about experience versus education. And on my side, I always value education, and I believe Matt, you more you more care about the experience side. Yeah, I think this was a a good episode for us because this is definitely one where we differ. Because I feel like you are all about education. That's like your thing, right? You want to be highly educated. You want to be able to show your degrees, your certificates. And for me, that stuff is important and it, and it means a lot. But I believe that experience is also extremely important, if not slightly more important. I, I would agree that it is relevant, but here's, here's my take on it. I, I believe that education is more objectively based and experience is more subjectively based. So let's talk about experience first. Let's talk about, let's say we're going to hire like a safety technician or like a low-level, entry-level safety individual. And we need to look at what they have, right? So a lot of times I know that people go, well, do you have experience, right? I mean, you didn't have any experience when you got in, right? No. I mean, that's let's be honest. A lot of people don't have a little bit of both. I mean, I, I can't really say they don't have an education because, I mean, obviously you have to have some type of education. But, I mean, we're not talking like degrees and, and certifications, but we're talking about like you went through a safety class. You took a safety course or um, like what I did as I, I went online, you know, I took, a you know, an online course and it was something. I mean, I consider that education, right? I, safety isn't something that you kind of just learn in the field, it's something that you have to kind of think about and become educated on, right? Well, you can learn a lot of aspects of safety from the field as well. Right. I, I, I think we should have both, and we'll kind of get into that a little bit later. But, like, why do you why do you look at experience more, like, and especially, like, in a tech position? So let me just start with this to, to get it out of the way. Uh, when I'm looking to hire a safety person, of course, I think the optimum candidate would have both, right? Well, of course. Would have both. So right. just so that everybody doesn't think I'm crazy and I'm saying, like, <laughs> don't ever go to any schooling. Right. Of course, uh, a mixture of both, a combination of both, and then a, a whole bunch of other attributes are extremely important, like... Right. Soft skills. Soft right. skills, yeah, leadership yeah. skills, whatever, what, all those other things, right? But if we're just strictly for this right, conversation... Right, for this conversation, one or the other, because it always comes up. I would say... Uh, that I think experience, especially in a in a low lower level, is more important to me than uh, some kind of like education or certification. Okay. And the reasoning is is that what that's your question was right? Right. Why? Why? The reasons because um, in the beginning of your safety career, I feel like building learning how to build a relationship and talk to employees in the field is like the hardest thing. Anybody can read a regulation. Not anybody. Most people can read <laughs> a regulation can. and figure out the rules. That's not the hard part. The hard part is gaining the trust of the employees, getting the buy-in, making sure that they know you're out there not to be a cop. Those are the things that are more hard, are harder to achieve, and those are things that you learn with experience, which is why I believe experience is slightly more important. Well, I I think I would disagree because what you're saying you what you're saying to me is that oh you should have experience and you're and essentially you're asking your employees to make huge mistakes and learn from them, so right? Rather than learn. rather than going to some, I mean like I said it doesn't have no, to be kidding. a four year degree or anything like that but have some type of class some type of education hey leadership what does leadership look like right There's a lot of things that go into leadership like you said. If I've never learned, taken a leadership class, how would I know if I'm doing it right or wrong, 
right? And that's where I come in and I say, well, I mean, do I think experience is important? Of course I think experience is important. But if I'm having a, a guy that comes in and he's got, let's say, just a low-level safety course versus somebody who has, let's say, six months of experience, maybe let's up to a year. OSHA 30. I, I don't want to say OSHA 30 because I've been in some of those OSHA 30 classes. and some So what of do you the, mean by low level? Let's get specific here. Uh, like so I can... said, like a, like a court, like a 200-hour course where it's it's not just based on just the hazard. They, okay. they talk about like auditing and they talk about leadership. I mean, they don't go into huge depths mm-hmm. and we're not, like I said, we're not talking about like the highest levels, but some type of entry level like, hey, safety management systems, you know, safety committees leadership courses these are the things that i think that if you don't know how to do it it's very dangerous to learn on the job well we're talking about hiring uh like a lower entry level safety guy they're not going to be thrown out there to the wolves they're usually going to have a manager above them sir i don't know where you have ever worked but every place that i've been we just take texts and go here good luck buddy there's there's well, very little mentoring that goes on, <laughs> and you know because you worked with me in places that were like that. Yes, it was like that here, here. I don't know what's going on. You go ahead and figure it out. And like I said, for me, when I've seen like for techs underneath me, even in my in my very early years of safety, the guys that had no knowledge, no experience, nothing, they floundered every single time. And the reason why is because they don't know, right? How are you going to get, you can, they're, they're getting experience, but they still don't know. Right. And it was very difficult because they're, they're having that mentality. Like, well, what, you, you have to do it because I'm the safety guy, right? That's their fallback. They don't have like, well, technically the regulation or, Hey, well, I mean, I, yeah, I have taken a class, right. They don't have anything to fall back on. They're like, well, mm-hmm. I'm, they, they have that positional leadership. I'm the leader. I'm in this position. And so I'm going to crack the whip and you have to do what I say because I have, nothing to fall back on yeah i mean obviously we'll talk about this later on but i think the higher you get on in your in education and experience and certification you can easily fall back on it like oh you want to have an argument cool well i'm not going to argue with you because i have this degree this certification and this and they're like oh yeah i guess i can't argue with somebody who's proven themselves so i'll give you this scenario because this is actually like a a real scenario i've been through before i just want to see your opinion so you get two resumes Okay. One, the guy's worked at Walmart for five years, but has gone out on his own to get his CHST. Ooh. And he finished it. But he okay. has no experience at all. Walmart. That's his experience. Well, and no, now but, he's trying to see, get into oil but and the gas. thing is, you're saying is that he has no experience, but he has some job experience. Knowledge. He has he's, job experience, yeah. He at has, Walmart. And he has some As knowledge a, and it's and it's proven. It's not like he took a class and he just passed he, a grade. He took a test. He had to take a difficult test, right? It's it is an arbitrary. Yeah, he passed a test that's not easy to pass. Right. Okay, so that's you don't one have resume. your CHST, correct? <clears throat> so that's one resume. The second resume, okay. the guy doesn't have the CHST. However, he has been in the same industry in a safety health and safety like I guess you call it career. Right. For three years. So no no education. But he has no CHST, no certifications, no degree. I mean, sure, he has a, a diploma or whatever, and that's not what I'm talking about. But no like, right, no, no AS degree, or yeah. No CHST. No certifications. Let's say the only thing he has is OSHA 30, and he took his uh, 510. Okay. I mean, honestly, that's that's a no-brainer. You would go for the guy that at least has a CHST. Oh, my God. Wait. Are you serious Well, right in now? my defense, as you said, 
when you put out your tech, you're going to be as a manager, you're going to show him how to properly go out there. And So you would choose the Walmart employee? I would show... I would have the Walmart employee because he's already shown me, he's already proven to me that he has a track record of understanding the material, first of all, and that he has he has a growth potential. The other gentleman, he's had years, and that's all he has. That means that he's been there for, you said, four, three, three or four years? Let's just say three years. Three yeah. years, and he has yet to show me anything of sub- of substance. Yeah, you, you took an OSHA 30, and okay, you took the 510, but... At this point, it's like I can't. Those aren't like things I can go. Oh yeah, that's something that that's showing growth. Where the CHST, you have to learn the material. It's not like I can walk in and go. Mm, well, I think I think it's one uh, one foot overlap on scaffolding. No, you have to study these things. And he put the effort and the time to get to that position. Where the other guy just kind of like, okay, well, I can just sit through this class and I'm going to pass regardless, right? And at some point, that's good, but I would I would ask for more. In my situation, I mean, if I had those two, I would definitely pick the CHST because he has proven proven knowledge. Not just that, but when you go to an insurance company and they go, okay, well, how's this guy qualified? He has a CHST. Whoop, they will shut up. And I've, I know that because when I started my consulting, that was the first thing that came up. How is this guy qualified to train you guys and run your run your safety management system? Oh, he has a CHST. Well, it's it's scaffolding, so it's under construction. Cool. I'm all, I'm all right with it. So that's the only reason why I would pick him because he has through a third party passed a very difficult test and you know you and both both of us know that the CHST is is pretty hard yeah, at least in the easy. beginning especially if you You got to study for it. You're not going to just walk I mean maybe you could walk in and pass it. I mean if you have the experience it. and the knowledge, yeah, but for, for the most people they're not going to be able just to walk in and and just uh, pass it. It take, it takes time, it takes energy and I mean, if you want to look at it at a financial aspect, that guy spent a lot more money, right? He probably had to buy the books, and he probably had to sit there and study and pay for all the exams. And dude, five ten costs seven hundred bucks. It it does, but once again, all you're doing is sitting in a classroom. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you, do you get an A? Do you get a B? What do you honestly? What do you I, get? I think it's pass fail. You it's pass fail. It's like okay, if I just show up and do the minimum, okay, well there you go, right? Mm-hmm. And even even to a degree, I'll give you this. That's kind of where some colleges lack. Is where uh, the students come in and all they have to do is sit through a class. Five ten, five hundred one, all those, all those, you know, OSHA classes where you become like a outreach outreach instructor. But so let's let's move on. Let's talk about like the advisor slash manager, right? I mean, obviously you're not going to hire a manager because you are the manager. But let's say you become like the director and you have to have one or two managers underneath you. Or you have to move your techs up to a more um, advisory level where it's middle middle level of management. You're not quite a manager. Mm-hmm. You're not quite a tech, but you're kind of in the middle where you can direct work. You can make you know judgments and and change the program in small little ways here and there. Of course, with the manager's approval. So where would you where would you put those? Do you think? To, uh, I think we're just going to disagree all the way to the top. Well, good. That's that's important because <laughs> the more that you disagree with me, the more incorrect you are and the better I look. That's just how this thing works. So uh, I interviewed a guy recently that killed it in the interview, right? Uh-huh. He's, uh, he's had a lot. He has a lot can we of just, experience. Can we, just, can we just put this down that interviews are like really bad determination of like how good you are in safety? Maybe you're not interviewing correctly. Uh, but anyways, he has a ton of experience. He's done, I, like, I went through all of the types of 
things that he's done in his career, right? Like what duties he's done, what he's had to deal with. He sat on like uh, government boards and stuff oh, wow. like that. But no degree, no certifications. N- really, honestly, outside of experience, he didn't have much at all, which surprised me uh, from his, his experience and what he's done because this guy was running uh, the Western United uh, the safety department for the Western United States of a pretty large company. Nothing. And uh, that guy, in a second, if I was needing to hire a manager, I would have hired him over some of the other people that I I, I uh, got a resume for a person that has uh, two master's degrees, and one's in business, one's in safety. Yep, <laughs> and it wasn't you. This is this is uh, somebody else. I'm gonna burn. And down they your put house. all this stuff on their resume. They graduated Alpha Pi Gamma, whatever you know, like the summa cum laude. They're in. They're on all these organizations. I feel like boards. I feel like I'm being personally attacked. Over You're here. not. <laughs> and I would have much rather taken this guy that sh- that shows that can show me uh, what they've done over the last twelve years over this one that just has all these degrees, but really very little experience. Very little. Experience. Okay, well that is a hundred percent anecdotal, and the fact that you have a guy that's running all of Western United States versus a guy who's got a degree. Are on two different levels. Well, hold on. This is this and, whole podcast is based on our experiences, so that's what I'm using. Yes, but you're talking about one person in like probably a million, right? Let's be honest. Most people, most people that just have experience aren't going to be this guy. I the actually majority. know another person that has no degree. Mm, did they pass a CHST? But they also run a pretty large region for. Actually, I know multiple people that don't have degrees that run large regions of areas that. That uh, they got there because of their experience, not because of education. Right. So here's my here's my caveat to what you have to say. So the ASSP has actually come out with a guideline to how to hire individuals, and I think that's something that we should, as you know, professionals, look outside of ourselves and our quote unquote opinions and say, look, well, what is what does the group think? What are the people who have the doctorates and the masters and and the experience? What you what you quote unquote said both right because you you agreed both mm-hmm. right? What should they have? And they all say that at these at the mid and upper levels you have to have um, correction you have to have both right. But if you have somebody who has ten years of experience and no degree and no certs versus somebody who has got let's say four or five years and a degree in certs. I mean, it's it's a no-brainer. I mean, truthfully, could this one guy have, let's say, intimate knowledge of your field? He's worked in your field all the time, and that's fine. But I've seen guys who've worked 20, 30 years in one company mm-hmm. and miss some of the most basic safety yeah, things. For sure, that's out there. Like, oh, I've been here 30 years. Okay, cool, but how come you're missing all the industrial hygiene violations that are going on in here? And then they go, well, what? Because, yeah, you're you, you're knowledgeable about the company that you work in but if you don't know all the things outside of your bubble it makes you extremely weak and blind in those areas but does that mean that as as a manager without a degree does that mean i have those weaknesses of course not it's just a better indicator of the productivity the knowledge the the um because you do get experience in college they they do throw a lot of real life situations at you so you will get some experience and then probably most importantly, people that have the the these certifications and degrees 
are more likely to succeed down the road than people who just have the experience. So if I were to... Mm, that sounds like a made-up statistic. Uh, I did make it up in my, <laughs> my brain, so it's technically real. But no, it's... It, like I said, if you look at the ASSP, they have all these guidelines. Hey, look, if you hire you know, a tech, advisor, manager, senior manager, ASC, you know, we call C-suite, these are the things that, that you should have knowledge in. Does that mean you have to go to school to get that knowledge? No. Like you said, the gentleman you spoke about earlier who who ran it, he probably went and learned all these things on his own. He did. Which yeah. is which is good. Which he, was, which he was really knowledgeable when I right. it seemed like it when I talked to him and asked him questions. Right. But the problem is is very few people actually do those things. And the I think the worst part is is who writes the resumes? The person. <laughs> I'm you know, they said oh, I, com- I completely understand where I, right. I, I statistically just uh, excuse me. Statistically speaking, there's about 10 to 15% over-exaggeration or lies in most people's resumes. I'll be 100% with you. I ran into people who lied and said they had a CHST, OHST. Mm -hmm. So in that point, I would like to also say just because they have it on the resume doesn't mean that they're qualified. Definitely go to the BCSP and verify that they have those certifications because there's people out there, let's be 100% honest, they're liars. You and I both know individuals who have gotten massive, massive positions, directors, managers of huge companies, all based on lies. But then what happens is after like five or six months, the owners or the managers figure out like, this guy doesn't know what the heck he's talking about. Yeah, because you went off of his resume. He's got 20 years of experience and he's 18. That, that didn't, <laughs> that didn't you know, set off a buzzer like, oh, hey, mm-hmm. you know, because, I mean, if you call your company, they're going to say, hey, was he a manager? Was he this? Did he do these duties? Uh, yeah, we can't, we can't tell you. You're gonna, calling companies. Or they'll just be like, yeah, he did that stuff. Yeah. They well, they, they, can't, they can't disclose that stuff. All they can say is if you worked at certain dates and stuff like that. There's very, very minimal information that you can get from them. Would you hire them again? That's, that's, yeah. literally, that's literally like mostly what they can they can give you but for me when i look at resumes of course i mean i'll pull in both i'll pull in guys that ha- have more experience versus somebody who's got just education of course like you said a lot more goes into of course, it a lot th- but a lot for of me i look at the subjectivity versus objectivity when you go to school you have to follow objective standards you have to meet criteria right if i can't put a sentence together there's a hard, there's a, a small chance I'm going to get a bachelor's degree. You'd be surprised, oh, dude. Cr- you would but be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised because I've actually met an individual who probably has a lower intelligence. You know, admittedly, so he told me himself. But he said, you know what? I got D's in all my classes, and you just got to have the money and the time, and you got it. Uh, not always. There's a lot of schools mm, that make you actually do the real money work and the time, and you got it. Okay, if you say so. But on the other side is. How do I quantify, or correction, how do I qualify your experience, right? Okay, so you said you've done this and you've done that. Literally, all I got to do is look at your job posting and make it sound similar, like I've done those things. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. I mean, they teach you that in college. Like, I just recently, even though I've been in the, So, wait, where do you go, while, what are you doing then? Whatever. You're going to where? So, I'm getting, I am getting, You're a, getting deg- a, a degree in engineering. So, you agree with me then? <laughs> then you 100% agree that an education is important. Look at The piece of paper helps you open doors, right? So, but you're saying it is, it's important. It is, it is a helpful tool. It is important. I'll say it's important, right? I mean, I'm not saying they're completely worthless. Like, like I said in the you beginning. You said piece of paper. That's what you said. Those it is a piece words. of paper. It is a piece of paper. It means more than that, okay? But... 
Wait till uh, you get yours. You're like, man, it's way more than a piece of paper now. I mean, it, it takes a, it's because it takes a lot of my life. It takes a lot of my time, and it's taken a lot of money. But if it was so easy, why would it take any of your time? Because you have to still show up. You still have to be there. You still have to do work. The work is not hard. It just takes time. So you still have to do the work, though. You still have to do work, of course. So it's not it's not just a walk in the park, like showing up to work every day. It is like, what do you mean? It is like showing up to work every day. It's no, because you have to actually show that you're doing something, right? There's assignments, and somebody looks at the assignment and goes, this is good, this is bad, right? Kind of. Right? Unlike work, where you can just show up and like, oh, is this, are you showing up to work? Yeah. Okay. Are you doing, are you quote unquote doing your JSAs? Yeah. The only reason I, I say that is because I know individuals who had to do field audits and never was in the field. Yeah. So, no, and this, of course, and legitimately, this, this individual place. became a manager. He said that I was a manager at the previous company, even though he got fired and he was out in the field. Well, correction, he wasn't out in the field, but he was doing field audits and he would just make things up as he mm-hmm. was going. Yeah. No, I, I mean, that's what, that's what we just talked about. Like, there's exceptions on both sides, right? right? The education thing. I will tell, I want to tell a quick story because I think it's funny. Uh, so, uh, at some point in my career, I interviewed somebody. God, you have a lot of interviews. on their resume, right, they put all this stuff, right? It's kind of like what you're talking yeah. about right now. They have experience in this and this and this and this. And so I don't just believe what their resume says. Yeah, you says. do. You're like, you got 12 years experience? I like, you're hired. I like to ask them questions. First off, if you come into an interview with me and you say PPND, you're automatically out. because I. Can't well, it's not PPND? I can't stand that. It's not personal protection and, and equipment? equipment? No. <laughs> <But> <laughs> never I've never heard that. Off that topic. Uh, I don't know why that bugs me so much, but I hate that. Yeah, I've never heard it called PPND. I think oh, that probably bugged me. Like, you said mo- what? There's definitely people that say that. It recently happened. But... Uh, what was I saying? So, oh, the guy said he had a lot of investigation experience um, and, and like incident investigation experience, which mm-hmm. is a future episode that we're going to talk about. Right. And I was like, oh, that, that's really good. And I said, so um, like what parts of the investigation did you handle? Did you do medical management? Did you do the actual investigation? Did you help determine root causes? Stuff like that. And, I'll, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I did all of that, which he had in his resume. <laughs> he's all like, like, yeah, of course I, I did like, that, those things. I was like, perfect, man. I was like, so. He's like, what'd you do? A- yeah, accident. What'd you say? Investi- investigation? Yeah, yeah, I totally did those things. <laughs> so like, I asked him, I was like, oh, so I was like, when it came to RCAs, like, like what did you do? Like, how, like, how, how did you handle your RCAs? He's telling me, asked you what an RC was. He's like, what's no, an RCA? Hold on, dude, <laughs> and he said, I said, did you do like taproot? Did you use fishbone? Like, did you do a Y tree? Like, what kind of RCAs did you, are, you, are you normally doing? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really good at these ones. Uh, what are they called? They're called root cause analysis. That's what they're called. I'm good at doing root cause analysis ones. And then I was like, okay, man, thank you for your time. <laughs> I was already done. And then I talked to my HR person afterwards. I was like, do you understand what just happened right now? And she's like, not really. And I said, well, it'd be like if I asked you, uh, hey, what kind of food do you like? Do you like spaghetti or do you like pizza? And you said, like, yeah, I oh, love food. food? I, I love, love food, food man. <laughs> I love food. That's, That's exactly delicious. what happened in the interview. And uh, I was just like, I mean, you got to ask, you got to, you got to ask them some questions and make sure that what they're putting is is real for sure. Well, of course, but I'll, I'll give you this. Maybe I'll admit a little bit too uh, too much on this part, but I will definitely give somebody who's working. And can show me that they're working to better themselves in in a certain aspect. Yeah. Um, I think I failed one time in that. I had an interview, and this is when I had maybe just been on my going for my ASP for maybe like a month or two, and and the lady had asked me some really technical questions. This was actually for a Kalosha job, 
And she, I honestly, I felt stupid because I'm used to working with like the fancy calculator Mm -hmm. and she gave me a dinosaur, like something my parents had when I was in like third grade. And she goes, here you go, figure out these complex math questions. And I'm like, oh crap, I am not ready to not use my little crutch. I'm like, this calculator, I can, you can throw anything at me and I can, I can figure it out because that's what I use. I've learned this calculator. Mm -hmm. This had basic functions. Like it was like plus minus divide and multiply that that's was it. it i was like oh my god and then of course then they give you like the crunch time oh you got five minutes to do this and they're asking me like oh what's I, I remember some of them like what is what does a fuse have to be rated for if it's at certain voltage and blah 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 and i'm like uh a couple of them i did figure out but some of them i was like dude i have i wasn't ready because they were testing me on, on as if I already had my ASP. Mm. And, of course, believe it or not, some of those questions ended up being in my ASP exam. But at the time, I was like, you're you're challenging me. Like, hey, so you're getting your ASP. Prove that you're getting your ASP. I like that. And I was like, uh, like, I'm, like, I just barely started. Like, I had... I do and I don't. Because, honestly, in the real world... I haven't run into a situation yet where you can't use resources to find an answer. Well, of course. I mean, but the the, the question really is, is are you capable of doing it? Are you capable of doing that research? I mean, let's be honest. There's a lot of people out there that don't like actually, well, I don't know. Okay. So you're going to do your research. That's, that's, I'll take that person all day. But more to the point is, like I said, the ASSP has come out with this and apparently you're just, you're just going to buck all the things that they say. And you're like, I don't care what the <laughs> ASSP says. I don't care what these unless they except for when they say professional instead of engineer. unless they I unless they that. say unless they say Matt Creasy is correct which they're not so I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to take that but let's 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 uh, di- diverge from the experience side let's talk a little bit more of the education side so I mean obviously we talk about education and I once again I don't mean education like you have to get a degree do I think a four year degree is good of course I do I, it's done wonders for me not just you know economically, but uh, you say spiritually, mentally, intellectually, whatever you want to go with all those, it's helped me in so many different facets that I didn't even knew would help me out. But in education, you can go to classes. Like I said, I started with just a couple of classes online. OSHA 40, you got to start somewhere, right? Pick up, like you said, pick a book, pick up a book and read it. Let's Let's show people that I'm actually interested in learning these things. Safety is not common sense. It takes a lot of education. Yeah, you got to know what the rules, you have the to, regulations, yeah. and how, how you to gonna, figure stuff out. How are you going to know these things? Why, right? If someone asks you, well, why is it that it's this way and you don't know? It's going to be very difficult for that person to want to listen to what you have to say. Uh, there, But there's so many different levels of education, right? We associates, bachelors, you know, master's. PhD. I mean, you you there's can. There's a PhD in safety there's, now. Yeah, there's, there's one. In, I think it's the University it. of Pennsylvania or something like Ohio. that. Ohio. It, it's some weird one, like Ohio. I saw that at a, yeah. Uh, the safety focus last year. They, they had a stand there. Yeah. So I mean, I went to Columbia Southern University, which I highly recommend. There's some like other competitors like Eastern Kentucky, but for me, you know, Columbia Southern University has really helped me, you know, grow and flourish as a as a safety engineer. Because now I understand what it is that it takes to become, I guess you would say, a manager. It takes all this knowledge. You can't just have somebody who's, even if they have six, seven years of experience, if they don't know the the management side, they're going to struggle a lot. And I think that's what the those schools do. They prepare you 
to sit in those positions. They they ask you the tough questions. Well, what happens if you have this? Or what happens if you have these different ones? And one of my classes, they actually had, it was just all OSHA. If OSHA shows, they give you all these different situations. And if OSHA shows up, how are you going to fight these fines? And that's that was one of my favorite classes because it kind of made me think on my own. Like, okay, I have to look up the regs. I have to figure out what those regs mean. I have to think more of a lawyer level. I'm like, okay, well, technically the standard says this, this, and this. And technically we fall under that. And that's, like I said, that that technical, critical thinking side, that's something that you really do unlock in school. It's really difficult to get it outside of. Here's the problem that I see with that is that your personality, you specifically, you learn from that stuff. You enjoy that. Like, and on top of that, you enjoy it. Yeah, and you I think go that's true. And you go into the school because you want to come out as a better person. There's people that go to the exact same class that find a way to pass that exact same class and learn absolutely nothing. nothing. And that's the problem with school. Yeah, you're right. But once again, we could put that mirror back on your side and people show up to work and all they do is collect a paycheck. Yeah, you're, you're right. Right. It can go either way. And so you're right. I, some of these schools, yeah, definitely. Could it be easy? Yeah, some of them can be. I, I'll, I'll give you that. But I think a lot of these schools, they can really – there's a million of them. If you go online, you're going to find so many hits. And I think when before I started school – I remember I had looked into, you know, the safety side of, of education and I was just, okay, well, what is out there, right? What, what can I look into? And there's only maybe, I want to say three or four schools. This was back in like 2000, I don't know, maybe like 10, 11, when I first looked into it, I had a, a, a colleague of mine, he's like, yeah, you should look into these degrees and stuff. Cause he was going through Columbia Southern. This was mm-hmm. way back in the day. And then, you know, when we were doing research for this, man, it's grown. There's like at least oh, 25, so 30 different, you know, schools that you can find online. Some schools. Even our local schools. Even the local our schools local in Bakersfield have it. some, you know, and they have different qualities, right? I mean, of course, you have the Harvard levels and you're going to be paying, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 a semester. Or you can even go some of the smaller ones. But the thing is, is we need to find good quality schools. Right, and I think that will transition into, or segue, I should say, into a better section is how do you find a good quality school? Well, the BCSP, the Board of Certified Safety Professionals, actually tells you there's actually a, 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 a <laughs> certification called the GSP, the Graduate mm-hmm. Safety Practitioner, and if you go to school within their what they call a Qualified Academic Program (QAP), you can find it on their website. You go to those schools and you get a degree within that certain time range, right? Because obviously if you got, you know, a, a master's from, you know, Columbia Southern in like 1995, they're not going to be like, well, you know, how do we how do yeah. we qualify that? But if you've recently done it or you've done it within their time frame, they will give you a, a free certification. And that actually jumps you right to the the top of the, the list for the CSP. You don't even have to take the ASP anymore. You can go right to the CSP. Yeah, it's another stepping stone to the CSP, right? Yes, sir. So it's rather than having to spend the time like I did and, and get your ASP, which I'm glad I did because it's still knowledge that I have, you know, go for your GSP. You're getting your bachelor's in in occupational safety. You can go and just say, hey, look, I graduated from this school. It's in your qualified academic program. Boom, give me, give me my GSP. And here you go. Uh, that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to. You know, I'm going to probably graduate here in like the next week or two. That I'm as soon as I graduate, I'm going to go and get my GSP just just because I can add that. You know, say that yeah, look. You know, not only did I get a degree in occupational safety, but it was a good program, right? The BCSP, you know, 
they're the ones that identified they the like school. Accredited or yeah, it. it's 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 and met their at least their minimum. The Rennie right? And you can remember the BCSP is backed by ANSI, the so gold standard, you would call yeah, it. Yeah, so I mean, let's talk. We can even transition into the certification. A little bit about certifications, right? So obviously, we talk about the CSP, the Certified Safety Professional, and that's that would be as they quote it, the gold standard. Well, BCSP, I would say, is like the organization that kind of oversees the the most common, most widely recognized certifications, right? One right. of them being. The CSP. The CSP. I mean, you have there's many different places that have them, but I think the CSP the CSP is probably your top. Yeah, that's and it's uh, honestly it's probably it has to be the top because it's the only one that's in the OSHA regulations. If you actually look in OSHA regulations, it's the only certification for any safety professional that is actually in OSHA uh, regulations. They actually say you have to have a CSP for da 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 da. And you have, I know they're trying to get protections for some of the other certifications, but I mean, it's good, right? So you have that, you have the GSP, we have the ASP, which is just below. It's, it's a, it's you know they call it the fundamentals of safety. So you have a a good working knowledge of safety, and then under that you have your CHST, OHST, which I've I've seen in different areas. Kind of a lot of people think they're on the kind of the same level, right? CST, CHST is obviously the construction side, and then the OHST is more of just your general, general industry. industry. Um, and then you have kind of these weird little offshoots. So you have the SMS, your safety management systems. That's and a newer one. That's more of a newer one, and I know they haven't really placed it anywhere because it's 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 yeah. mostly just based off of safety management systems. So it doesn't mean that you know. But I think the minimum requirement is 10 years of experience in the – in that field or something like right, that. Right, something like that. It's, it's like, I feel like almost like they made it for people that don't have the don't education have the degree, but have yeah. been in the industry for a while. Right. Um, and then there's a couple other, you know, offshoots that they're adding for people that were in the military, they're transitioning over. And then you have like the STS, STSC, so your safety trained uh, technicians for both general industry and construction. Yep. And then I know, okay, so is it, the, used to be the CIT and now it's the CET. Mm-hmm. So that's and that, something I learned just recently is those are two different qualifications. So if you had a CIT, you don't automatically you get no CET. longer it, it's no longer. I mean it's valid, but up to a certain point. I don't know what that point is, but it's it's the CET does not does not take take its place. So you mm-hmm. have to retest for the CET. I see. So that's that was a little interesting one, but um, let's talk about some of the other like. So what are some Small. other certifications you've seen? I mean, uh, I'll be honest with you. I've seen, oh I've my seen gosh, uh, the so whole alphabet. Like so you, many of them. So many. I mean, I remember one of them. I think we, you and I saw this one was the, the COSS. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting. Some guy comes, oh, yeah, I got this and I got that. Oh, I got the COSS. What? What's that? i never heard of that. So, of course, you know me. I'm looking up COSS. All you have to do is take a 40-hour class? I'm like, what? So it's like. It's just like I don't know how to get away with it, but yeah, I guess they just made up this COSS, and I'm sure somebody's gonna call, call us in or or email us in our in our mailbag. But they're gonna be like, oh, I have a COSS, I'm better mailbag. than you, Joe. Like, okay, whatever, bro. But yeah, it's there's a lot of places that don't have any type of actual backing. Like I can go out and just make up a a, a designation and say, oh yeah, if you if you have five years experience and you pass some arbitrary test that I just made up by myself, I'll let you use my trademarked designation of uh, master of safety professional. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're right. It's not accredited. It's not backed by anything. So it's like, okay, I'm going to pay Joe $600 to take this 
stupid test. So you can put the acronym next. <laughs> so to you name. can put some weird acronym, and people are like, uh, what is? What is that? Like, I don't even know what that is. Master safety professional? Like, where does that fall in? Yeah. Yeah, there's so many of them out there. And there seems like every year, like, more and more are just popping More up. and more. I mean, but there's a lot of ones that are, are related, too, that are still, like, if you don't have a CSP, but you have, you know, CIH, you know, CIH. Certified Industrial Hygienist. Or, uh, you know, I know there's, in the insurance side, they have the ARM, mm-hmm. right? Risk management. That kind of stuff. That that stuff can. I mean, I'll I'll be honest. With you, depending on what what those you know number letters are behind your name, I just might hire you just because you have that. You have that experience. I mean, obviously, I don't think I have a need for an industrial hygienist on my crew yet. But I mean, there might be a time where we might be doing a lot of industrial hygiene, and I have and I have the money that I can pay you that kind of because usually industrial hygienists are expensive. Yeah. So, yeah. There's there's. There's a myriad of, you know, letters and, you know, acronyms you could put behind your name. But but just as a tip for everybody, right? It, if you want it to be widely recognized and for people... Definitely you go got, with the you CS, wanna, BCSP. You probably want to stick with the BCSP. BCSP is the top. There are some other organizations that not do... Not saying all of them are, are bad. No, they're not all bad. You just have to be careful. Just understand where you're getting it from exactly. and, and do, your, do your due diligence. Do mm-hmm. your homework. Don't just be like, okay, well... I'll give you one uh, interesting one. So with the program that I went with online, you get, I can't say it's a designation, but people will put that on their, on their resume saying that they are a, Oh man, I forgot what it's called. It's a, um, construction safety professional, something, something to that point. Cause when you, when you take the class and you finish all your courses, they say, Hey, you're qualified as a manager. They give you like a certificate. They give you a certificate. And I, honestly, I, it's, so many years ago, I haven't really remembered the name of it, but they give you that. And I've seen people put that on their resume saying, oh, yeah, I'm a um, a project manager, engineer kind of deal. I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, yeah. And then my favorite is they have the little, they have the card and it's made of like printer paper and they cut it out. And like, yeah, bro, look at this. I'm like, I'm like, that's your, that's your cert. I'm like, I'm like, and I feel bad because I'm like, I took the same class, bro. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to fall for that. Like yeah, you you have good knowledge, and I'll give you that. But it's not a designation, and it's not a, it's a certificate, not a certification, right? You go like through said, yeah, yeah you, like I said, you go through the BCSP. It's backed by other people, right? You can't just go to like your local liquor store and you know print out your CHST. Because you're printing out a lot of stuff at the liquor store. Right. You have to go to like a pl- testing facility where they like check who you are and make sure all this stuff. Like there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. It's not mm-hmm. just take some class online. No one even knows if you took it or not. Because we'll be honest with you, I know some people that have paid other people to take those classes that I took. They're like, hey, Joe, what's the answer to this? This? Like, how do you know this stuff? I'm like, because I took the class before. And then, like, a week later, oh, I finished it. I'm like, dude, how'd you finish it? It took me three weeks. Oh, I just paid some guy to take it for me. I'm like, so you don't know any of the information? You go, nope, but I got it. And I'm like, yeah, well, once again, the accreditation for that program isn't very high. Mm-hmm. Like I said, because you can have anybody take the classes. But for school, at least, you have to have somebody come in and verify, like, you know, they know who you are. So I think that's, I think that's a good point. I think maybe we should look at, of course, like you said, we should have both, right? An experience and education, right? If you have the experience, maybe the education will help, you know, unlock a lot of things that you don't typically deal with, like industrial hygiene or toxicology. And on the same level, I think if you do have those degrees, but you don't have experience, maybe you should go and get some kind of a small little part-time job during college and 
Intention. You know, apply some of the things that you have. You know, look, look. Even at Home Depot, you can use some of the things that you're learning. You know, to to that field. So let's let's agree to dif- disagree, but we <laughs> both agree at least that you should have both. Yeah. Right. And I'm in in this room. I'm the only one that has both. Right. Get out of here, dude. <laughs> I think as a, I like to. I I feel like one thing uh, I like to do at the end of the episodes is, is like cry? give a quick, <laughs> like just a quick, like real. I know we don't always. We kind of talk usually about like uh, real stuff, helpful stuff, but I like to give some kind of tip at the end. So I think the tip would be if you're currently in safety and all you're relying on is your experience right now, go out there and get something. Yeah, get get a a certification. I I mean, you don't have to. Do some kind of education. You don't have to go to school. It's only going to make you more valuable. I put a high value on people with certification. You know, that experience for me was when I transitioned from being a consultant to full-time safety I had somebody who had a CSP look at me different and what ended up happening was I came out and he was kind of mean and he just kind of looked down and I'm like, yeah, you don't know crap. Blah, blah. I mean, he didn't know at the time I was going through school and I was studying a lot for it. And, and what ended up happening is I saw him like about maybe three or four months later and I was on a project and he comes out and he goes, he recognized me, he goes, what are you doing here? And I'm like, oh, you know, I've been working on trying to be a safety guy for a long time. He goes, well, what changed? You know, just kind of with a snooty attitude. And I told him, like, well, I graduated with my bachelor's and I got my CHST. As soon as those words came in my mouth, there was a 180-degree reversal. He was like, oh, okay, so you've actually earned it. It wasn't like, hey, Matt's my friend. Let me just get hired on, right? He looked at me as a peer, even though I was, you know, far much farther below him because he had the masters and he had a CSP. He recognized that it wasn't that I came in with a friend. He recognized that I put the work in to get to where I was, and he had more respect. And from no joke, from then on, we and him butt heads a lot. When he mean we were on the same job site, we would always butt heads. We always had a different view. But once I was on that level, he never ever once question me ever again and the, the reason why is because he realized it wasn't that i got i had the quote-unquote experience he, he recognized like yeah i had the education just, to back. so you're ending the episode by trying to still prove me wrong is what you're doing right now no it, i'm <laughs> telling you a real life story of how this individual changed his perspective just because i said those two things school and chst and he's like oh so you actually have applied knowledge of what you're doing you're not just like i said a lot of people in the field are safety people just because, oh, hey, you're my friend. I need a job. You need a person to fill this job. So guess who's going in? Friends. And you know nepotism happens a lot in companies, especially in the safety position. So for him as a head contractor, and I'm working you know, just pretty much underneath his projects, he, he felt more comfortable. Like, okay, so I have somebody who actually is, you know, even though the guy before me, once again, the guy that lied and you know was out in the field and, and and doing all these bad things, he had a lot of experience, but he didn't have that those degrees or certifications. The guy goes, "Well, you have you have. I may not be the best, but he knows at least I'm meeting a certain standard. At least you have, yeah. You show that you did something and that you put in some time and effort and that you at least knew enough to pass those things. Exactly. At that time. I mean, am I a profession? Am I the master of whatever you know pipeline? Of course. I mean, at the time I I had worked with pipeline quite oh a bit, my but God, but. Am I just because I have those qualifications? Does it mean I'm gonna be a master at pipeline work? No, of course not. And he he understood that, but he at least appreciated the fact that I had worked to get where I was. It and wasn't just like, oh well, yeah, I've got thirty years of experience. Okay, but do you know anything about pipelines? No, but I mean, I know how to. I know about CSAs, right? You know what I'm saying? That that was the the kind of the moment that kind of made me understand. Like, okay, so this this is real really a thing. <laughs> All right. 
That's fine. We can end on that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, try to get some people to come in, give us a, a, a holler out here in our douchebag mailbag. I would say, if you guys disagree with Joe, definitely let us know. If you disagree with me, eh, whatever. Yeah, if you disagree well, with Joe, see, that's the thing is, I don't, I don't mind know. people not agreeing with me because I'm at such a level where I don't have to be right because I know I'm right. <laughs> like I said, I have the whole ASSP behind me. They're like, Joe, you're so right. You have to have both. I know. You I, do have to have both. I we agreed on I that in the beginning. I try to tell them, but he just doesn't <laughs> listen. So just give us, just what give is us a our, shout as out. you say, our mail bag? <laughs> in case you guys don't know what he's talking about, he means our email. So it's our, our email. Our mailbox. It's thecultureofsafety at gmail.com. Thecultureofsafety. Thecultureofsafety at gmail.com. Gmail. It's all just one huge, It's just long one word. long word. You know what we should have done? We should have just made it an acronym because that's what safety guys do. We make acronyms. Yeah, we do. We could talk Talk about that maybe next next couple of episodes of how many different acronyms there are. Oh my gosh. I've actually seen an acronym for a library of acronyms. I don't know if you know that acronym or not, but that's pretty cool. It's called Chaos. Mm-mm. It's one of our customers' libraries of acronyms. Uh, you talking about Schlumberger? No. Oh, because I know... We don't say customer or company names on here, so I'll have to bleep that out now. Okay. Anyway, I know one company that does that. They have like an app where they literally have every single thing that you could... Imagine in the oil field, they talk about it in depth. If it's an acronym, you tap the acronym, it'll show up. If it's whatever, it it'll show up. Like drill mud pump, drill drill bit, whatever. Some of the more like fracking around more around drilling and stuff. Like I, I can't literally can't think of any of the specific words. Like V door, it'll tell you what a V door is. You just literally type it in, and it has a whole category of different things that you can just look up. Boop. Oh, what's a V door? Oh, it's that. And they have pictures too. I like it. I mean, honestly, there's so many to remember. It gets kind of difficult sometimes. Yeah. Um, so what is next week's episode? Do you know? Catch us next week when we're going to talk about auditing, job site auditing, and different auditing techniques. So we will see you guys next week. All right. See you guys later. Thanks. <laughs>